The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. We are finally getting a look at the new light rail designs up for consideration in Project Connect. The Austin Transit Partnership is in charge of building it and is unveiling these new designs at an open house tonight. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. The designs were put on hold just last summer after the ATP projected cost increases big time. Okay, Sands Dylan McKen joining us live in the studio with more on what you could expect from this open house. Good morning, Dylan. Hey, good morning, Tom and Sally. Tonight we should learn what options are realistically available for two light rail lines part of Project Connect. What was planned is no longer financially viable. I want to give you some background on the issue. Questions surround Project Connect, a multi-billion dollar project to increase public transit around Austin. In March of 2022, design ideas were presented to the public on how to implement the light rail projects. Originally, two light rail lines, one that connects North Austin and South Austin, and another that connects downtown to the airport, were going to cost $5.8 billion. In April, that price tag nearly doubled to $10.3 billion. The entity responsible for completing the project went back to the drawing board to find something that is within budget and still provides impactful public transit. Aves Asar, the chair of the Community Advisory Committee, says he hopes to see something viable at the open house. We're really focusing on saying make realistic plans, right? Underpromise, overdeliver. Let's not overpromise and underdeliver. We should be really focusing on what it is that we think is achievable in this moment. And if we can do better in the future, that's more exciting for the community. We'll do more. And that open house will be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. tonight at the Austin Public Library Central location on Cesar Chavez Street. Of course, KXAN will be there providing you updates tonight. Dylan McKim, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. All right, 501 on your Tuesday. We begin with a live link up in Liberty Hill. A little wet start to our day. This is the view from the Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera, and you can see those raindrops sticking to the camera there. And it's not a widespread, I will tell you that, but it's just enough to wet the streets over the city of Austin, up towards Pflugerville, Taylor, Georgetown, obviously Liberty Hill. So this is what it looks like on radar. Pretty light. I'm not concerned about heavy rain, flooding, severe weather. That's not happening today. This is just uh, some light rain falling from the sky, some drizzle, some mist, and some low clouds to begin the day. Temperatures are in the 50s this morning. It's a warmer start to the day, although it's still kind of cool. So I would recommend a jacket, at least for this morning, before you could shed it this afternoon. Your visibility is down because of those clouds and those pockets of light rain. So we've got visibility of less than a half a mile right now in Lago Vista, dripping down to about a mile. City of Austin, about three miles right now. Same thing out towards the airport. So extra five minutes for your morning drive is all it'll take to allow yourself to slow your speeds. 72 degrees this afternoon with that 30% chance of rain favored this morning. Winds coming out of the south, breezy 10 to 20 miles per hour. A little bit of rain this morning, a lot more rain potential coming our way with our next cold front. And we've got even a second cold front in the extended forecast. Both have at least the possibility of rain. I'm more convinced we see a little bit more out of that Friday morning front, which we'll talk more about coming up in your first morning forecast. But let's get a check now on what your roads look like. Here's Erica. 
much, Kristen. 502. Hey, check it out. Do you see what I see? <laughs> Those wet roads, you know what that means. Uh, so if you're kind of moving slowly this morning, maybe up that cup of coffee and get going. Uh, it's definitely going to be a slick ride this morning. So be careful. Give yourself lots of extra time so you can get where you need to go very safely. Now, as we start off, you can see it is quiet around the Austin area currently. Uh, watching things closely, though, let you know if that will change. But right now, your drive time's uh, looking solid green across the board. We don't have any issues coming in from San Marcos, Kyle, or Buda. Also, same story for anyone coming in from Salado, Georgetown, Round Rock. Anyone coming from the east or the west, everything looks good. And guess what? Yesterday, I updated some of my drive times, so I can't wait to share those with you throughout the morning. Tom, Sally? Sounds good. Thank you, Erica. Back to that breaking news this morning. Austin police investigating another homicide overnight in southeast Austin. Yeah, about 24 hours apart, it seems like. Officers, in this case, at the scene of Montopolis Drive between 183 and Riverside Drive. And that is where we find this morning, KXA's Blake Devine. Blake, with what you are learning from police who are out there still on the scene. Good morning. Good morning, Sally and Tom. There are detectives on scene and a few APD units here on scene. But what we know is this is not an active incident. So the public around this area here in southeast Austin does not need to worry. But this all took place earlier today, around 1230 a.m. in the morning when APD received some 911 calls regarding gunshots in the area. They then responded there, got there around eight minutes later. They found a man in his early 20s suffering severe trauma. EMS was then called on scene and they tried to perform some life-saving measures, although his life was lost by 12.47 a.m. in the morning. And at a nearby hospital around the same time, another man in his 20s showed up at a local hospital in need of help for unknown injuries related to this incident. We don't know who that person is, but that man is reportedly stable at this time. And APD is talking to the person of interest and a witness, but there is no threat to the public. It's an isolated incident, and anyone with any connection should be advised to call APD or 911 at this moment in time. And guys, this is now the 18th homicide. We saw the 17th yesterday. Dylan was there, so a lot of homicides in this area within the past 24 hours in our Austin area. Tom, Sally. Okay, thank you so much for that. 5.05 is the time this morning, and the Virginia teacher shot by a six-year-old student in her own classroom is now talking about that day. Abigail Zwerner speaking to the Today Show about what happened in January. How do you even make sense of something like this? You can't, you can't. I you know I'm not sure when the shock will ever go away because of just how surreal it was. And you know, the vivid memories that I have of that day. You know, I think about it daily. Sometimes I have nightmares. You can watch more of Savannah Guthrie's interview, the conversation with Zwiener, including the teacher's account of what happened inside her classroom. This is an exclusive interview you're going to see only on the Today Show. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office is upping its patrols along Highway 290 because of an increase in car crashes. Particularly, it will be focusing on a one-mile stretch of Highway 290 right here on the map that you see, right in Dripping Springs. That's where it says 30% of the crashes are happening. The Sheriff's Office says the extra enforcement won't just be a week-long initiative. This is something that's going to be lasting throughout the year. Trying to get people to slow down, trying to get people to stay in their lane, trying to uh, trying to get people not to use the center turn lane as a as another lane of traffic just to get by. The sheriff's office says there's likely been more crashes in Dripping Springs because of the population growth in the area. 
According to the Texas Department of Transportation, the average number of drivers on 290 in Dripping Springs is between 30,000 and nearly 33,000 a day. Going in depth, between March of 2022 and the end of February this year, 74% of Hayes County traffic crashes are happening during the day between 6 in the morning and 6 in the evening. Nearly half of them happened between 2 and 6 p.m. 18% of crashes happened on Wednesdays, the most of any day of the week. Sunday had the least amount of crashes with 9%. Okay, Erica, thank you so much for that. Let's give you a time check right now at 5.07. And let's head overseas because Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping are still talking. They're meeting today in Moscow. They say the point of the talks is to broker peace in Ukraine. Now, observers say the two leaders are sending a message to the West that efforts to isolate Russia over Ukraine are not working. President Xi calling Putin his dear friend. Meantime, the Russian leader promised to discuss a Chinese peace plan. The U.S. and Ukraine warning that China may still send lethal weapons to Russia and not to be fooled by proposals for a ceasefire. Calling for a ceasefire that does not include the removal of Russian forces from Ukrainian territory would effectively be supporting the ratification of Russian conquest. After Putin visited Russian-occupied territory over the weekend, Ukraine called Putin a criminal returning to the scene of the crime. This morning, NBC News is reporting its sources do not expect major developments today with the grand jury investigating former President Donald Trump. According to NBC, the next scheduled grand jury date is tomorrow. Trump says he expects to be indicted as soon as today over a payment made to adult film actor Stormy Daniels. Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, testifying over two days last week before a panel in Manhattan criminal court. So far, there are no plans or requests for Trump to travel to New York City this week. Meantime, back here at home, Austin City Council could decide this week to change some of the city's storm response. This follows last month's ice storm where some people, a lot of people, lost power. Exactly, and now Council Member Paige Ellis wants to make sure other people do not lose power. She is the acting city manager and she wants the city to take inventory of emergency generators at EMS and fire stations. They have to make sure they can take hot showers, have communications equipment functioning in wildfire, extreme cold, icy conditions. Any, anything that Texas weather is going to throw at us, we want to make sure that our fire and EMS stations are well taken care of. Yeah, so if passed, the city manager would been, be, then be asked to talk to people and then go to city council and let them know some of the options no later than July 1st with an update on what Paige Ellis is asking for. Well, today marks the one-year anniversary of a tornado outbreak in Central Texas. Five tornadoes touched down in the early evening of March 21st, 2022 in EF2 in Kingsbury, down near Luling, and EF1 near Gerald, and EF2 in Elgin, and EF1 in Giddings, and an EF2 tornado in the Round Rock Ranger area. That's the video of the damage you're seeing there on your screen from that tornado in Round Rock. It was on the ground for 29 miles, leaving a path of destruction affecting 680 homes that damage to have cost an estimated $32 million.
dollars. It's crazy to think it's been one year since that night. Remind, remind me, is this the time when we saw the light fixture fall onto the yes. highway? Okay. Yes. So that round rack tornado um, started just west of I-35, um, and and we watched it live cross yeah. over the interstate, and it was so scary because it was around 5, 6 p.m. when everyone was trying to get home. It was it was crazy crazy video and as you see there it affected a lot of families uh, in our area so just wanted to mark that anniversary and hopefully this will put you at ease we do not have severe weather not in central Texas not in Texas as a whole we don't even have it coming into the area tomorrow so we are going to stay nice and quiet now that being said there's a little rain out there this is the good stuff we do have uh, already about a hundred two hundredths of an inch of rain coming in just before midnight but we're going to add a little bit more to that this morning so looking at our rainfall numbers. We need this because we are still down below average by a half an inch at a Camp Mabry for the year, close to two inches. Now, that rainfall kind of helping keep our wildfire danger in check. It's moderate today. It's not perfect, but could be way worse this time of year. And as far as the numbers go, we're going up. We've spent the last five, six days cooler than average today, getting close to normal above average in the 80s. We should be pushing about 75 degrees this time of year in the afternoon and those low 50s overnight. We'll certainly get there with temperatures in the 60s waking up tomorrow. Thursday and Friday morning. We'll talk about the impacts of a cold front coming in Friday morning in your first morning forecast. Coming up, how the city of Austin says if you get vaccinated, they'll give you a gift. Plus, we're looking at whether or not putting your home on the market is the right call right now and the timing of all of that. Why we could be entering prime time for sellers. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning. It is 5.15 and the latest investigation when it comes to a homicide in Austin is unfolding right now in southeast Austin off of Montopolis. One man shot and killed another person in the hospital. We're going to get an update on any kind of witnesses or suspects that police are looking into an idea too of some of the area of where this is all unfolding coming up in a live report. Let's get back to some other news for you this morning. Austin Public Health wants to pay you. If you get vaccinated, it will begin giving out gift cards to people who get the COVID vaccine. It comes after what APH says is a decrease in people who are getting the vaccine. Anyone who is eligible for the shot and who is receiving their first, second, or booster dose can get a gift card. APH tried a similar program two years ago, but only offered uh, 2,000 gift cards. And during that program, it says offering $50 HEB gift cards worked. These new gift cards will be accepted anywhere that accepts Visa. Change of season could be just a trick if you are looking to sell your home. Realtor.com crunching the numbers and found in the Austin Round Rock metro area, April 16th, specifically through the 22nd, is typically the best time to sell. Researchers say that week will have the ideal balance of housing market conditions favoring sellers. The forecast calls for above average prices, above average buyer demand, fast market pace, and lower competition from other sellers. Every year, it's March, April, and May. 
are the best time to sell your home uh, with the peak of pending sales occurring right in the middle of April. So absolutely, uh, you know, if you're wanting to get your home on the market and sold in optimum time, you would start right around the middle of March, getting it ready and the sooner the better. And there is no shortage of people wanting to help you list your home. We showed you last week how KXAN investigators learned there are more than 27,000 licensed real estate agents in Austin. You can find that breakdown right now at kxan.com. You can also find a new IPC report. That's what you're seeing there on your screen. Hey, if you're looking for a new job and you love animals, listen up. The land of enchantment is calling. New Mexico's Department of Fish and Game is hiring professional bear huggers. Mm. Okay, well actually they're hiring their next mm. class of conservation officers, but <laughs> hugging cute baby bears could be a part of the gig. The agency says Aww. they don't recommend Aww. just crawling into the bear den, but this was actually part of a research project analyzing bear movements <laughs> and population dynamics. Look Whoa. at those little bears! <laughs> Look how big they're gonna grow up to I mean, be too. If so there's cute. a no. chance that you're gonna <laughs> hug bears, yeah. like those photos, I think that's enough oh. For some people so to apply. Cute. Even if you're not a fan of the species, those are cute. <laughs> I know. You know. When else like are you going to get to do that? Exactly. That That is certainly a, a benefit of that job. <laughs> I yes. All right, let's get you started with the look at your forecast, friends. Temperatures out there, yes, chilly. However, warmer than what we had yesterday by good 10 to 20 degrees, 53 degrees in Austin right now. Everybody in the 50s. Visibility is down, so make sure that you are adding a few extra minutes to your morning drive. If it typically takes you eight minutes to get to work, let's, let's factor in a good 12 because this fog is pretty dense in some spots. It's not widespread dense fog, but it is going to slow us down, I think, out towards northwest Travis County, good portion of Hayes County, looking at some pretty thick fog at the moment, and that'll be something that'll be with us through the morning. Little light rain in addition to those clouds. Hey, we'll take this. This is a 30% chance of light rain drizzle mist for you this morning, kind of centered over the I-35 corridor. Only a few hundredths of an inch expected, but rain is rain, and it's a good thing here in Central Texas most days, and today is one of those days. 50s to 60s to 70s. It's going to be a warmer day in general from start to finish. Our temperatures are going to be warmer than what we had yesterday. I've got everybody in the 70s this afternoon. I think we'll get there. I don't think we'll quite make normal, normal being 75 here in Austin, but we'll get close enough, closer than yesterday as we got stuck in the 50s underneath those thick clouds yesterday afternoon. So here's my rain chance this morning. It'll be with us through 9, 10 a.m. And then those green spots kind of thin a little bit once we get into the early afternoon, expecting drier skies for your ride home today. A lot more sunshine out west, which is why your temperatures are actually going to be warmer than the rest of us, mid to upper 70s even in the hill country. But as you can tell, those rainfall uh, totals by the end of the day today, or excuse me, by the end of the day tomorrow, not that impressive, but we'll be grateful for what we can get. Cold front coming in late Thursday night into early Friday morning. This right here will bring more meaningful chance of rain, anywhere from about a half an inch to an inch possible with that cold front Friday morning before it clears. Problem is some of that rain could come within some strong to maybe even severe thunderstorms. Right now it's a one out of five risk in our hill country. Looks like a better chance of seeing some of those stronger thunderstorms will be west of the area. 
Let's squeeze it all together for you because 7 day forecast is busy. We've got that 30% chance of rain this morning, highs in the 70s. Tomorrow the 80s return, but you are going to want to keep in mind every day this week we've got breezy to windy conditions. Cold front comes in early Friday morning pre-sunrise with a 60% chance of storms and showers overnight into Friday morning. Drier skies behind it, but not a big drop in temperatures. We're staying in the 80s through the weekend. Weekend skies look drier Saturday. We'll watch for a potential second cold front bringing in another round of rain Sunday, Monday into our next work week. Here's Erica. All right, thanks so much, Kristen. It is 521 and there is a pretty big crash here on northbound 183 right near uh, Mopac. This is up north. Uh, there is a rollover crash on the northbound side of 183 as you try to get on to Mopac. There's that split for north and southbound Mopac. So heads up right now, that ramp is currently closed. A little bit hard to see from our TxDOT camera, but at least I have a really good vantage point of what's going on. I'll be able to let you know immediately once that's clear and everything is back open. So for right now, you'll probably have to continue on to capital of Texas and then do a U-turn to get yourself back towards Mopac north or southbound. So a little bit of a tricky situation or exit before this crash, but just want to let you know. Let me show this to you on the map. This is what's going on. Now, it's still pretty early, so it's not causing widespread delays like it can cause if this stays in place. With it being a rollover, that obviously has the potential to happen. Again, northbound 183, trying to get onto north or southbound Mopac. That is where that rollover crash is. Currently, that is the only uh, issue that I'm monitoring around the Austin area, because otherwise it's quiet. Anyone coming in from the south currently looking good or coming in from the north on I-35 also looks good. Good morning. 525 is the time. It looks like there's some activity happening right now. 183 and Burnett Row. Eric is checking on that to give you an idea of what you can expect as you head out the door with us here on KXAN News Today. But when you do head out the door, be careful because people walking or riding their bikes in Texas are being hit by cars more often since 2017. Both of those categories have seen a huge spike. Now, Tom talked with the Texas Department of Transportation about how bad it's getting and what is being done about it. Texas's traffic tragedies are heading in the wrong direction. Ending lives too soon and causing heartbreak for families. Alexei was uh, in many ways your typical uh, young teenage boy, um, but in other ways he was quite special. My son Alexei was killed at age 14 in a crosswalk, not too far from our house by a distracted driver. That driver hit Austin ballet prodigy Alexei Bowerice in Northwest Austin in 2016. He was in a crosswalk at night with yellow lights flashing, alerting drivers to yield. His death is one of the thousands Texas has seen just like this in the last few years. How bad has it gotten with people walking and riding their bikes getting hit by cars in Texas? Oh my goodness, it's been really bad and it keeps going up. From 2017 to 2021, crashes where drivers hit and killed people walking increased 34%. In that same time period, bicyclist fatalities increased 58%. What's caused this? Why are more people getting hit by cars? Big reason is failure to yield the right of way, uh, driver inattention, and speeding. In 2021, cars hit and killed 935 people in Texas. They made up one in every five Texas traffic deaths. Pay attention to the pedestrians. Pay attention to people who are in crosswalks. Pay attention to people who are on sidewalks. Now, both TxDOT and families impacted are urging drivers to change their habits 
and save lives. In Austin, Tom Miller, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.